Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at SeatGeek, the best and easiest to use ticket platform out there. They take the confusion out of buying tickets using a 0 to 10 scoring system and a green is good, red is bad color rating system so you and your loved ones get the best deal possible. So whether it's going to see our beloved Red Legs at Great American Ballpark, the Bengals over at Paycor, FC Cincinnati, one of the area college teams, or pretty much anything in between, use promo code RIVERFRONT at checkout and receive $20 off your first order. Click the link in the show notes to download the app and get started. That's Riverfront, one word, for 20 bucks off. And welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds, brought to you by our wonderful friends at the Riverfront. And they have one fantastic people at patreon.com, such a Riverfront Cincy, where you also can become one of our family members and hang out with us. So, Ben, how are you, buddy? Tim, I am great. Uh, as you know, just in the midst of basketball slash volleyball season, so it's mm-hmm. running back and forth from one gym to the next, uh, anxiously awaiting uh, 74 days until our red legs play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, things are going well, you know I mean? We're just, I mean, we're in a deep freeze here now. Uh, yeah. About that. In the Cincinnati area. I mean, it's, it is definitely making you, uh, yearn for warm summer nights, uh, watching our reds beat who, whatever team they bring in the GABP. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, things are going well. Just, just, uh, want it to be a little bit warmer. What up, everybody? Saying hi. Uh, it's good to see you guys are with us uh, on this cold night. Um, we're hitting that point in the year where we're now going against playoff football for the next like four yes. weeks. Yeah. So, you know, we're probably going to have a little bit of a stride there. But um, yes, uh, shout out Carlos stopping by to say go Texans. His Texans with a big win yesterday over the hey, shout Brown. out yeah yeah shout out the texans uh shout out cj stroud the truth OH, you know what i'm saying guy getting it done uh that, he is was, the that truth. was fun to watch yes he's he is. so good like great yes, you got to is. watch him for years at ohio state as a fan yeah um, so this is yeah, like I'd, yeah i'd seen here and there but this is my first time like watching a full game and i was like oh 
I get it. Yeah, I'm in. He's legit. Yeah, I'm in. Um, he's definitely legit. Yeah, we had a pretty solid week of basketball as well. Uh, we got the, the Musketeers got a big win at Providence. NKU in yeah. Miami picked up some nice wins. And Cincinnati, this close to another win at, at Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, All those teams are starting to play a little bit better. Um, you know, Xavier is the one where, you know, you, you're not ex- – I like – I think Xavier and UC to me are, are sitting on different planes. Xavier is a team that I, I wasn't expecting as much, but I'm getting more from. And UC, I was expecting you. Should. Super. <laughs> we, are, we are dedicated. We are not that dedicated. Nope. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but UC is a team that I expect a little bit more from and not, I mean, and they're getting there. I'm not saying that. The, yeah. I mean, I think Wes Miller does a great job. They're getting there, but they're, they're not where I thought they would be. Um, so but it's good to so see, far. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I like Wes Miller, I think he does a tremendous job. I just hope they're patient with him. Uh, and I think I've said that before, I hope they're patient with him and give him some time to get them where they're going to be. Which you know, and I think that people underestimated the switch to the Big 12 is not as being like a little bit less complicated than what it is because people they're don't realize how much, yeah, they're in every game. But but the thing is too is that you're you're dealing with teams that are used to that conference play already, and mm. UC's it's a it's a new conference, it's a new it's a new feeling, it's a new um, you know new venues, new things you know every week. So they're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we will be talking about the Reds today because that's why you guys came to hang out with us on Sunday night. Obviously, yes. Um, yes. So we're always going to get into the Brent Suter signing, talk about that the excitement around that as well get into the bullpen a little bit and then uh because it's january 14th during the nfl playoffs and we are just like throwing crap at the wall to have fun segments and see what people like and don't like um today we're going to compare the reds to um earth's mightiest heroes the avengers so um we'll see how that goes i i'm very (laughs) excited for this i hope you guys enjoyed as much as i did putting it together (laughs) Um, but we will be having some serious, obviously, baseball conversation. Let's start, obviously, with the news. Um, so Brent Suter signs with the Reds. Every Reds podcast has talked about this already so far. Uh, but I want to talk about what the Reds are necessarily getting in Brent Suter. Obviously, everyone knows, local kid from Cincinnati. Um, that makes it cool. Always love those guys coming here. Uh, though I don't think local Brent sounds as good as local Luke did. Does, I should no. say. Um, no, no, no. But Brent... Um, Someone come up with a local nickname for Brent, and uh, we will we will use it on the show and see if it sticks. We promise. Um, but I will say this: the fact that he spent a whole year last year with the Rockies, pitching all of his games at Coors Field, and did not give up a home run—very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, absolutely. His batting average balls in play there was like three ninety four, but you expect that in Colorado. You expect to mm-hmm. be you know, that kind of thing. So uh, that was awesome. I was really excited when I looked that up. And I was like, okay, so what does he do at Great American Ballpark? And his opponent OPS at GABP is 606. Very impressive for a pitcher. Opponent's mm-hmm. plugging is 288, 17 strikeouts, and only 16 hits. And mind you, this is a guy who pitched for the Brewers for a few years uh, before going to Colorado for a year. And um, Ben, I really, really, really like this signing. I think that... Yep. The bullpen, and we're gonna do a side by side here in a uh, in a next in a, in a slide. Just kind of going uh, comparing 
this what looks like in 2024, 2023, you obviously knew that was kind of goal. One of the big goals was kind of sure that up and kind of figure mm-hmm. out what went wrong last year and kind of pick up on that. And I think they've done an excellent job with that. I am, I, I'm very excited with about this move. Yeah. And it all started with getting Sam Moore last year. I think it all kind of started that bullpen revolution. Um, this pick here, uh, even though he's a local guy and we, we all talk about that and we love that it's, it is a really good, sneaky, good pickup by the Reds. Um, a lot of times, you know, everybody gets caught up in him being a local guy and a Cincinnati guy, but he's a really good pitcher. I mean, he's yeah. a really good relief guy uh, and he's a left-handed arm that gets you quality outs. Um, like you said, anytime a, a, a relief guy can go into Coors Field and not give up a single home run, I mean, you can look at the averages and the batting average and the hits and all that stuff in Coors Field. If you're not giving up dingers, then you're doing a pretty good job. As yeah. a relief pitcher. So, you know, in GABP, you saw his numbers. Uh, I think it helps, too, that he is a he's a uh, National League guy. Uh, with the he's had he's pitched with the Brewers, pitched with the Rockies, so he knows uh, natural. You know he knows natural National League lineups. That's a great um, point. So you know I, I think that he's a good get, and he's and he I think he's what thirty four. So he's another veteran guy that's had some uh, you know veteran matchups and some serious serious games um, to bring in that experience into your bullpen. I think he. I think they got him one year, three point one million. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a steal. I mean, that's, you know, for a guy with that kind of experience. So, um, a sneaky, a sneaky pickup, uh, Nick Crawl. Uh, I think, I think that's one that's going to pay dividends uh, throughout the year. Um, having a couple guys that are left-handers in your bullpen to be able to get quality outs is is always a luxury to have uh, with your team. I saw a lot of people, one of the comments people are making, um, because God forbid something be 100% good, right, um, right. is that they now have too many lefties in the bullpen. And I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I just, but. but so I think if you look at, so you're, you know, at this point, you're probably looking at uh, Suter, Sam Mole, and Alex Young. Mm-hmm. And Alex Young's situation probably goes down significant. You know, we've talked about these yeah. guys that were using high leverage last year who probably were pitching in situations they shouldn't have been in. Shouldn't have been, yep. yep. Yeah, you now have these guys who can kind of take that so that, that stress can kind of go off those players. And again, mm-hmm. when we say these things, it's not like I'm saying that guy sucks. I'm not knocking that no. guy. I'm just no, saying no, no. like Buck Farmer does not have to pitch 95 games next year. Um, yep. yep. Because, you know, the situations that they and what they've done here. So, I yeah. could see Alex Young kind of being like a lefty long reliever on this mm-hmm. team. Also, you know, obviously depending on what they do with Brandon Williamson, whether that's, I don't know if Brandon Williamson will pitch in the pen. I I think I've said this in the offseason he will, but I've been rethinking that over the last couple of days. Um, and then Sam Mole, I think showed last year how good he can be for them. He was awesome mm-hmm. down the stretch as they were trying to make a run to the postseason. And yeah, you have uh, Brent Suter here who can kind of really be that great situation as well and they signed uh we talked about the guy last week i already forgot his name um if someone's in the chat that remembers please let me know but to mm-hmm. a minor league deal for a chance to make the team i think when it comes to major leaguers and carlos i don't know if you're still in the chat or not uh you can attest to this and you can kind of explain this better than anyone obviously it doesn't matter if you're left-handed or right-handed at some point because at some point the best pitchers are going to be the guys that get the ball yep yep yeah and, and that's why i i like the signing because the big thing about being on a major league roster is giving yourself options. And that's one of the best things about that. 
you you know you, there's a reason why you just don't sign one left-handed reliever. There's a reason right. why you don't sign one left-handed bat. Like like you got to give yourself options. Uh, you know, if one guy if one guy has because listen, these guys get paid to do all kinds of research, all kinds of development, all kinds of thing to see who is a better matchup for which line. So there's a lot of different things that that can happen um, where those guys can match up and do different things and it be uh, be a quality matchup in your bullpen. So you can't have too many of those guys. You can't have too many options in the bullpen. Yeah, and I think in years past, one of the things that's been really irritating for Reds fans is that they haven't really gone to the bullpen as an emphasis on off-season things. So you look at, um, you know, going coming out of twenty, coming out of twenty, going to twenty twenty-one, when that team was a team we all thought was going to make a run at the postseason, and they did nothing. Um, we obviously know what twenty twenty-two was. We could all move on from it. It was it was a bad year. We knew it was going to be a bad year. Um, Mr. Wants is signing Brent Sears, the best signing of the offseason. I don't disagree with that. I really don't. I think it was, was like mm-hmm. a really good move. Um, and then. Last year, we knew, you know, they were better than we thought they were going to be. We've talked about this a million times. Um, and they had to throw guys in situations they shouldn't have been in, like we said earlier. And um, now we have a situation where those guys can be in a more comfortable role. And the guys who they brought in to be those, you know, those Angel Pagans, these Brent Suiters, uh, these guys like that, Nick Martinez, whatever ends up happening with him. I still think he'll probably be in the rotation, uh, depending how things uh, roll out. But yeah, now you kind of have that situation. So that brings us to this. I mean, look, this is, first off, horrible graphic work by me. So um, I apologize. <laughs> um, but this is what we're working with. So on the oh, left yeah. side is 2024. And you're looking at your first, this is like Alexis Diaz, Emilio Pagan, Lucas Sins, Brent Suter, Ian Jibo, Sam Mole, Buck Farmer, Alex Young, Fernando Cruz. Um, last year. That looks like Ian Jabot, Alexis Diaz, Buck Farmer, Lucas Sins, Alex Young, Fernando Cruz, Derek Law, Daniel Duarte. Uh, Sam Mole obviously pitched 25 games because he was traded to the team in January. I mean, in July. Um, but my point here is the depth that they have in the bullpen now compared to where they were last year is uh, pretty, pretty nice. And you're looking at uh, the projections. This is from Fangraphs, obviously, here on the left side, kind of their projections for batting average, good balls in play and strikeouts through nine. Um, these dudes are going to get a lot of guys out. And these are guys that if mm-hmm. something does go wrong with these young starters, where they do have a three inning game and things just aren't there and the balls are just not going where they're, where they're trying to locate it. You have a lot more confidence in that next guy coming in. You have a lot more confidence in this guy taking the ball there to kind of a clean up that mess, maybe get better where they really struggled last year, which was leaving, uh, which was uh, letting, uh, inherited runner score, I feel a million times better about the pen than where I was yeah. in last season. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I I think that um, you you've definitely gotten better. You've gotten better arms. You've gotten better talent, uh, and, and and you've gotten some veteran guys in there that can give you some quality innings. So I definitely feel like we're in a better spot um, this year than we were in previous years. Yeah, I know I was on the hampering all offseason of uh, I really want to roll the Chapman back. Um, I'm completely content that he's not with what they've done this offseason. Yeah. Um, I just I feel like he's going to sign with the Cubs. 
I feel like he's going to go back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. <laughs> that's, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, the Cubs just made their first big move of the offseason, too. So um, it's been a unique offseason in the NL Central, I think we can say. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. – I think the Cardinals did a good job, um, though I don't necessarily love the players they brought in. I think the rotation's certainly better, and they're going to be healthier. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Reds really—you can make the case they may have had the best offseason in the Central. Oh, you could definitely say that. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Um, so yeah, I am there as well with you. Um, anything else we should touch on for the bullpen? Or should we get to the silly ass segment that we put together? <laughs> Um, I, no, I, I think that, I mean, I think we've said all that we could say about the bullpen. I mean, I think they've done a good job and, and as much grief and, and strife we give Nick Craw and, and that management crew, I think they've done a really good job of, of, uh, saying what they said they were going to do. And that's, and that's bring some guys into the bullpen and bring in some, you know, bring in some guys to help, you know, win some games that we should have won last year. Yeah, all right, for, for sure. Um, actually, did want to touch on this real quick. Obviously, the report came out. And again, I'm going to preface this with I understand it's Bob Nightingale putting it out there. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, apparently, now there are three teams have expressed interest in Joey Votto. And um, mm. no one seems to know who two of the three teams are. Uh, the one that keeps coming up, obviously, is uh, his hometown Toronto Blue Jays uh, to kind of do the Brandon Belt rule. I think that I've seen a lot of people who are like, well, what about the pirates? I'm like, that's no. First off, never say that to me ever again. Second, <laughs> I don't would not love him. No, in the, division. No, no. Uh, the nationals came up as a potential team, but I think at this point he probably wants to play for a team that looks like they're going to be competitive. Yeah. Um, I don't think he cares about, you know, he certainly doesn't care about money at this point. He certainly doesn't care about, um, no, he he wants a ring. I mean, yeah. you, you don't want to go to a team where you where you're going. Like, I know he wants to play. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Right. But he wants to play for a team that's got got to have an opportunity to win a World Series. He's he's not just going to go to the Pirates because he knows he's going to get 300 at bats. Like that that's right. not that's not what he's going to do. He's Joey Votto. I mean, he's he's going to go somewhere where he can get quality at bats, trying to get a team into a playoffs, trying to get to a World Series. So. You know, all those, I mean, as much as, you know, as much as it it stinks that he's going to be playing for somebody else, we can probably say, say for sure that he's not, it won't be of the Pirates or, uh, you know, I, I mean, Washington, I don't think they have a shot either. So, I mean, because I don't think they're that close, but yeah, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. <laughs> Joey Gaditza, my guy says, Mrs. Gaditza. Think CES will hit 30 bomb 31 bombs this year. Is that cool? She also thinks he's cute. He's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. I agree. Listen, yeah, I yeah, I would agree that he's a handsome gentleman. I mean, 30 uh, 30 more home runs would make him even more handsome. So yeah. I would I would not complain about 31 home runs um from CES. That would that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm stoked for CES this year. Um I 71, 71 days, people, 74 days. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We need it. Like we need um, the temperatures to be above seven degrees. Okay. Like, yes. 
Um, all right, Ben. Let's do it. Let's first do things it. first, we're going to preface this with saying I had a lot of fun putting this together. It's also mm-hmm. January 14th. Other than Brent Suter, a lot of stuff has not happened this week. So I also recently watched a fantastic film uh, called um, Avengers Endgame. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Pretty popular there uh, mm. in, the, in, the, in the late 2010s. Um, and the idea of it was they put together their own super team to kind of destroy the almighty Thanos. And then also during the 2020 pandemic, I know a lot of people when they were stuck home did the Marvel cinematic universe timeline. You did it. Oh dude. I did it. I, I listen and we all text, but I, I, if I remember correctly, when that happened, I think we were all in a group text and I was on vacation and I start and I started it and was like and was like, all right, which one do I start with? And and our buddy Josh was like, here, man, I'm gonna send you the list of going in in like chronological uh, Avengers order. So like me and my wife sat every night and watched watched one every night. And then when we got home, we were like, let's just keep watching them. So we just kept watching them all the way through. Yeah, like we we were hooked on them. It was it was legit. Disney Plus certainly made it easy too by doing the MCU kind of if you prefer. Yep, yep, did them. Yeah, it did it. Yeah, that's what that's what made it great. Disney Plus put them right in there. We're like, okay, well, here we are. We're on to the next one. Yeah. So I recently switched over from this. So much I love Disney Plus. I recently switched from Verizon where I was getting paying like four dollars a month for it to AT and T. So yeah. it jumped to twenty dollars a month because of the whole yeah. bundle. And yeah, I'm keeping yep. it. I just I can't get rid of it. Um, oh, Iris yeah, and I dude, watched. Yeah all new all like 45 new episodes of bluey this week so oh wow yeah, yeah. see I, yeah people like i there there are must-haves in the tv game mm-hmm. so like people were complaining about switching over to peacock i already had peacock i'm like i i thought that was a given people yeah. don't have peacock but but then again like we're wwe guys we're you know what i mean so like i already had peacock so um you know disney plus is, is a must uh hbo max was a must like i like those are ones I got. I'm like, those are no doubters. If I got rid of Max, if I got rid of HBO Max, I would be divorced because Grace is oh. all into Gilded Age, all into it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. right now, I guarantee you, when this show ends, I'll go upstairs, be like, "Hey, how's everything? Show is great." I can guarantee you, she's watching Downton Abbey on Peacock. So, okay, okay, yeah, guarantee it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the idea is, we're gonna take these Avengers superheroes characters and we're going to compare them to current members of the Cincinnati Reds and we're going to explain why. Um, so this is going to be like, look at this, Mr. One. Bluey is pretty hilarious. Yes. Yes. He is. He is all of us. He is all of us. Bluey's dad. <laughs> and then Paramount Plus is a must for all things Star Trek. Richard, I am a Jedi, um, but I do have some love for Star Trek, so I will agree with you. So, I hope you guys can, co- can go along with this. We would love to see if you agree or disagree with our comps and who you would pick oh, and why. Oh, please, yeah. But this go. is going to be fun. And look, the Avengers starts with one man and one man only. The Avengers Initiative is nothing without one Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. And I thought to myself, Ben, I said, who started the Reds Initiative? Who was the talent that was drafted that got this ball rolling. Who was the guy that okay. they brought in and said, all right, this is the turning point. This is when we put our team together to build for the future. And I came up with Hunter Green. 
If okay. you think about this Hunter Green, okay. Nick Lodolo, Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz run, Hunter was the first guy taken. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, we know that he is the perfect guy to kind of be the face of a, of a system, right? He's on TV. Yeah. He's on MLB Network all the time. He's fantastic in interviews. Um, he, he's the man. And he's the, you know, the guy that they look to to be the ace of the team. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that changes now with the Frankie Montas signing. Um, but I'm going to stake for the sake of my point. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying he's the ace. Our comment section later will probably tell me I'm wrong. Um, but I think to start this out, my idea of Captain America, who started the initiative, is Hunter Green. I, I think that's a good pick, man. I think that uh, the guy that you stand on, your your foundation, right? The guy that is always reliable for the most part. Uh, the guy that when you need a good start can give you a good start. The guy that can come and rally the troops. The guy that you can build your team around. The guy that you can call your captain. I think you're you're spot on there with with uh, with, with uh, Hunter Green as being Captain America. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I um, I would have accepted Matt McLean. Um, I was very, very, very tempted to put Matt McClain in that spot, but yeah, I went with the whole, this started it all thing. So, yep. No, I get it. I definitely get it. I definitely get it. Yeah. All right. So now we have Iron Man and mm. this is a fun one because it's the man with multiple traits. It's the man who can put everything together, who has unlimited, uh, unlimited things to make this make to get the victory, obviously sealed the deal against one Thanos. Um, it's like, that movie is like pretty old, right? We, we, we don't have to say mm-hmm. spoiler alert at this point. No, correct? we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, the world. I was going to say, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you probably don't you want to go ahead, and, go ahead and mute. I mean, cause it's been everywhere. If, so if you haven't seen it, you probably have already been ruined by it anyway. So that's right. That's right. I also feel bad. We're doing this without Nate. Cause Nate literally has an Avengers tattoo. No, really? I don't know if he wanted me to tell people that, but you know, <laughs> it's on the internet now. So, can we edit that out? Can we edit? <laughs> I'll just get a mean text later that says like, I don't know, I'm suspended for four days. You told everybody about my tattoo. Yeah. So you have the slides. Do you want to list who is Iron Man? Or do you? Oh want me yeah, to do absolutely. It? All right. Who's absolutely. Iron Man, Ben? Iron Man, the guy that can can do it all. One Mister Spitzer Steer. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Put me in left field. Okay, cool. It's it's all good. Whatever I got to do to help us win. Put me in second. Sure. Let's. Why not? Let's do it. Put me at the. Why not? Bat third. Why? Bat four. Don't. It don't matter what you need me to do. I'm going to do it to help this team win. That is definitely one Spencer Steer. And also has the kind of humor that one Tony Stark carries. Yeah. So. I think that's a big deal. You know yeah. who would have been an incredible guest for this episode? I'm really bummed I didn't reach out to him. John Sadak. John's a big, big, a big superhero guy. Is he? Yeah. We could have, yeah. like, we could have had like a super lot of fun with this. Oh, may yeah. have, may have needed some bourbon, but would have been fun. <laughs> would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Joey mentioned this one earlier. This guy. Um, but we're now at the Incredible Hawk, and we just need someone to smash, right? Hitting bombs, full strength, full force, all muscle, you know, and can sometimes be, as we've seen many people say in the chat, a fairly handsome man. Um, so Bruce Banner, when he's not the Incredible Hawk, you know, 
provides provides some decent looks for the people, right? D- definitely charming. But when we need him to hit some bombs, who better than Christian Encarnacion Strand, baby? Joey Gadisa said true. 31 homers this year. I'm saying 37. Ooh, I like it. And it's obvious, Hawk right? Smash. Hawk smash, Strand smash, Strand. So, hey, I, let's copy that. We need to copyright that. Yeah, Strand smash, Strand. Yeah, I like it. Um, so I'm gonna go with that here. I think that was that was my idea there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. I feel like this one's also obvious for <laughs> um, power hitter and how he looks, and it's yeah. Thor. Yeah. Yep. And I'll say this: like Thor is one of my. He's probably my favorite Avenger. Mm. Um. Just. I, yeah. Here's here's why though, and this is why I got, Thor is my favorite to me because, like, he is he has some human aspect. Mm-hmm. But he also, dude, he can get rowdy. He throws that freaking hammer around. He launches people. Like, he does what he's got to do. But he's also got that human side. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, this dude, and this dude has this, uh, can hit bombs, can do what he needs to do, is rough, is tough, dur- you know, does what he has to do. And that's my man, Rake Fraley. That's right. That's right. I mean, could be Chris Hemsworth in a movie, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 it's a, this was a no brainer for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think some people may have said Friedel for the hair, but we got Friedel for somebody else. Don't you guys worry about a thing? Oh, we got that. Yeah. Yeah. We got, don't you worry about a thing. Um, yeah. Easy. Not a whole lot of disc- discussion there. Um, mm-hmm. it's bombs. Um, can use multiple bats when needed and the hair. And the hair. Yeah. I mean, I know Noah Syndergaard was literally nicknamed Thor when he was pitching for the Mets. Um, uh, who's that? But yeah, we, we don't we don't need him here anymore. Right. Yeah. All right. So this brings us to Hawkeye. Hawkeye is all about accuracy. He doesn't miss. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, we need a defensive guy here because we got the pitcher, we've got the hitters, um, and my Spider-Man one is very fun. I was very very excited putting that one together. Um, so I was like, man, I'm thinking like the guy from the outfield who grabs, gets, gets the catch and just has a laser to hit the rally man to kind of make things happen. Should have been a gold mm-hmm. glove candidate this year and wasn't. Uh, man, I'm going with my it. man, TJ Friedel for Hawkeye. So has the range in the outfield. Obviously, we've seen it for years now. Um, has the arm. Is really really skilled with hitting the hit, hitting the cutoff guy to make some mm-hmm. makes it happens with the play at the plate. I think he did it two or three times this year. Um, has has a share of out, uh, can get a share of outfield assists with the arm strength. Yeah. So I felt like that was an easy one, mainly because Jake Fraley had to be Thor. Like that would have been like <laughs> a total discrepancy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Friedel Friedel is a guy like, and I think you put it perfectly. He's a guy. He absolutely got robbed to be on the Gold Glove list. Uh, you know. As I, as if you think about Hawkeye, Hawkeye is the guy that's the the one that's like level headed. He's very strategic about what he does. He's he's always in the right position, always in the right spot, and that's TJ Friedel, man, to a T. Chat, you hanging with us? Can you tell it's January fourteenth? Are you liking this? <laughs> All right. Well, we're now up to Doctor Strange. Yeah. This one was tricky. 
Mm-hmm. Because I was like, how do I fit one this Reds player into this? And I'm talking about the guy who can make anything happen, can see the yep. future, can say, like, this is the guy that's going to make sure everything's okay. And he's the comfort level of no matter what, I got you. Yep. So, Ben, who is our no matter what I got you? Oh, that's Matt McClain, baby. Matt that's McClain, easy. baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. The guy that makes it happen, the guy that he's the future, he's the present. He's the guy that makes all the all the things go around and around, dude. Matt McClain is definitely Doc Strange, which which uh, is a fitting fitting uh, attribute for him. So I, I definitely Matt McClain is that guy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I felt like that was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. This one was kind of nail in the head. It's also yep. my favorite that I've did. So Spider Man is obviously, as you guys can tell, very important to me. Yes. <laughs> has a big deal in my life. Um, and so if you think about Spider-Man, especially in the MCU, uh, before, you know, No Way Home, when they split the guys out and they do all the thing, it's the mm-hmm. young guy who is like the future of the system, who has all the potential in the world and has all this talent. He's learning how to put it all together while adjusting to life. Mm-hmm. And guys, that was a no-brainer. I mean... Spider-Man is Ellie De La Cruz. And we're also talking about the guy who has the range, who can pull some crazy plays out of the, out of his hat to get on defense, who can make anything happen. And um, also just has excellent humor is very fun to watch on a day-to-day basis. Um, Ellie De La Cruz is Spider-Man. Yeah. No doubter. No doubter. Yeah. Is there any, is there, I mean, I know Thor is my favorite, but is there any more exciting Marvel character than Spider-Man for me as no. far yeah I mean as far as like just being able to do different things climb walls sling webs pop up on a, on a moment's notice be in and out of different spots I mean be all over the place make plays that's Ellie De La Cruz baby Ellie De La Cruz is Spider-Man folks you heard it here can we get someone to photoshop that I'm sure we can <laughs> I'll go on the subreddit right. of photoshop requests Put it on a t-shirt. Oh, uh, Mr. Juan, that's a good one. I like this one. He said that Will Benson is Ned Leeds because he's Ellie's hype man. I love this, but oh, I guess I can bury the lead because Mr. Juan had it in there. Um, <laughs> we had Will Benson as Black Panther. And yes, we did. <laughs> the reasoning is, um, obviously, with the vibranium, the power, and just the sheer athleticism. Um, I felt like that was a perfect match. Uh, we know mm-hmm. what Will Benson did in that Dodgers walk off. It's one of the great, one of the best moments. It was probably the, it's up there in the best moments of the season. Uh, there's so many, um, and that felt like he was swinging a vibranium bat. And so, Will Benson, Black Panther, no doubt about it. Oh, without question, without question. Yeah. So that was um, fun. Actually, I had fun. It was. It was. I had fun talking about it. Um, I don't know if there how many more we could. I mean, seriously, like if you watch Endgame, there's like nine thousand. Um, yes. Yeah. Should I? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a new Captain America for for goodness sakes. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to think off my off my head. Um, with a. Uh, ooh, I went. I was thinking about that. I put mm-hmm. that Jam, Jamer Candelario because he's the vet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like that. Winter like Soldier that. was tricky. Oh. 
Uh, that's a tough one. Let's see. Who's a righty at third? Alexis Diaz, would he be Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah, he could be. Yeah? He could be, absolutely. Yeah. So, hopefully there is baseball news next week. (laughs) 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 Let's see. Um, Real quick before we do get out of here, I will kind of say. So, looks like there's more talks about additional reg trades. Um, Good, I'm getting this off of fan-sided, so take that with a grain of salt again. Um, but apparently the Reds are one of the most active teams in trade talks. There are the set, there's t- talks that um, if the Cardinals are out of the race by the off by the deadline, they're going to trade Goldschmidt. Ooh. I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Well, here's the thing: is like if they didn't trade him this past year, because why would they trade him if they're out of it this year? Oh, I, I, I'm gonna gonna go to your point. But I like this. Mr. Juan said TJ Anton is the winter soldier, only comes out every once in a while and kills it. Ooh. That's Ooh. logic. That's logic. That is logic. Yeah. I like it. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's solid. Um I think that yeah, I'm with you in the sense that they probably should, uh, if that's the yeah. case. But I feel like they're very look, I hate the Cardinals, obviously, but they're also a very patient franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, if you look at the moves they made, obviously, Sonny Gray is a great pickup for them, but it wasn't like, yeah, you know, they went, I thought they had a really good offseason. Um, but no one's in here like going crazy. Um, right. So maybe, but Arenado, I could see them shopping Arenado. I think that, you know, he's probably closer to, his his end of his run than Goldie yeah, is. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that for sure. For sure. Uh man. Now that like now that Mr. Wan's coming up with these uh comps too, I'm like, this is kind of getting me pumped. I'm like, can we keep this going? <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't. We probably should just go ahead and cut it early tonight. I'm sure a lot of people are watching the Lions game. I need to check the score on that actually before we get out of here. Oh, come on, Lions. No, no, no. They're up at up at half. <laughs> Steven, you say nice things about the Cardinals will lead the charge to cancel you. I did say I hate them. Let's just... Yeah, he did. He did preface his comment by I hate the Cardinals. Yes. He definitely did preface. Yes. He did preface that comment by saying I do hate the Cardinals. Yeah. And thanks for stopping. I stopped in Steve's show. Uh I stopped in Aloha Friday on Lockdown on Friday on this after this uh, past week when him and okay. Jeff were talking about everything. And I got to ask the great question to Jeff. Um who is your favorite doppelganger? Mm. Mm. Good question. He did pick me, so that's good to know. There you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah. We should probably get out of here before this goes too yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's a little bit a little bit of a uh, shorter episode than normal, but I want to just go ahead and get out of here before we lose all of our subscribers on YouTube. But if you want to yeah. gain... Help us gain subscribers. We are just 18 away from 1,000. So that would go oh, a wow. super long way. YouTube.com slash RiverFriendCency helps us a lot. As always, uh, these episodes are not possible without your, our wonderful patrons at Patreon.com slash RiverFriendCency. Uh, we definitely appreciate the love. We appreciate hanging out with you guys every day in the Slack channel as well. Um, what's going on around the Riverfront? So this past thir- uh, week, we had uh, on the Riverfront Red Show, Chad and Nate were joined by the Podfather, Bill Lack, and they kind of kept their positional uh, 
serious going around compare ranking the reds in certain positions compared to the rest of the division check that out if you're not already um joe and greg did their regular season sign-off show for the Bengals, uh so they will be kind of doing their thing as well and of course riverfrontcincy.com where you can see all of our game coverage and see what we're talking about there um are we not allowed to talk about a doppelganger for Ben? Oh, please. Who has a doppelganger for me? Yeah, now you got to answer this. I was getting ready to sign now, the show. Now, now I got, yeah, now I'm curious. Yeah. Riveting content here. Any Anything? Hmm. Do you remember Bone Crusher? I do. Yeah. I ain't never scared. Yeah, I yeah. ain't never scared. Oh, I like this one. Ernie Hudson. I met I Ernie like Hudson. That. When? Like a couple years ago at a Comic Con. Really? Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, Ernie Hudson's a good one. Really, Mr. Juan? <laughs> really? First off, I can hoop. I can ball. <laughs> and I ain't got the beaties. So, oh my gosh, this is amazing! All right, literally this I'll time, that. Mr. Wan, I'll remember that one. So, Mr. Wan says he was Stanley, yeah, really <laughs> fastball down the middle. He had to swing, you know, yeah, he did. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note thanks everybody for hanging out <laughs> have a good night everyone <laughs> see you guys <laughs> save big money when you start your next project today at menards convert your current recessed lighting with energy saving led downlights from fight electric they're bright and install easily in just minutes they also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch Say big in all fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.